Hey JD Tribe and welcome back to another episode of the Self-Care Spotlight brought to you by the Journal Deck and our Self-Care Collective online membership which is now open to new members for one week. From February 5th until February 11th, you can join over three dozen other women and say yes to sustainable self-care and your radiance for 2018. February's theme is self-love. You can learn more at thejournaldeck.com forward slash self-care collective. I am your host and founder, Alyssa Cousins, and today is a solo episode. Today, I am jamming with you on the notion that self-care is not selfish. I'm sure many of us have heard this clever phrase before, and I've even proclaimed this myself. But today, I feel the need to really investigate this clever phrasing and go deeper behind the reason we feel the need to say it in the first place and why it's so relevant, at least to me, right now. So, first off, why do we feel the need to remind ourselves that self-care isn't selfish? Why did that quote even start spiraling around the internet and within the self-help sphere? I think the answer is pretty clear for several reasons, and I want to share those with you today. Let's start here with my reason number one. I think that we have to remind ourselves that self-care is not selfish because for a very long time, society has told us that self-care is unnecessary and self-indulgent, period. Self-care has been seen as frivolous, It's been seen as a waste of our time and our hard-earned money. That point itself is pretty self-explanatory, I think. We just have seen it as a very unnecessary thing. But this leads me into reason number two, which I want to explain a little bit more. Self-care has only been seen as self-indulgent or even selfish because of how we have previously viewed self-care because of our former definition of self-care, which to me is simply outdated. I have talked about this Many times I've been interviewed about what do I believe self-care is. You guys have heard me ask almost every week on this podcast, whenever I have an interview, I ask people, you know, what does self-care mean to you? And I'm pretty sure that you've picked up by now that no one has ever come out and (laughs) been like, To me, self-care is being able to read every single night for one hour, to be able to get a bubble bath every single week with rose petals and essential oils and no one disturbs me and I have so much alone time to do do whatever I want to do. It means that I get a massage every single month. I get my nails done every other week. Right? Like, no one, literally none of my guests, guys, have ever come out the gate 
and answered that question of what does self-care mean to you, no one has ever answered it in that way. No one has ever answered it and stayed on that superficial top layer, that top level. No one has ever said that. Everyone has always answered on a deeper level and and gone deeper to explore and explain to us what self-care really means to them. And, you know, we know now that, you know, being able to, of course, those things are still self-care. We've talked about that on the podcast. It's not to say that getting a massage or going to yoga every week or getting a bubble bath if you love to do that or whatever it might be, carving out alone time, it's not to say that those activities or that those external self-care things are bad. They're not. Oh my gosh, they're not. I'm a yoga instructor. I run a self-care collective which does all these different types of activities and things. Of course, I don't think that they are stupid or frivolous or unnecessary or that they are not self-care at all. But it's the realization here, guys, that those things, that that's just the tip of the iceberg. That true self-care is self-love, which gives us the courage to live our truth, which is why I'm focusing on self-love this entire month of February in the Self-Care Collective online membership, because self-love is self-care is living your truth. When you love yourself, you take care of yourself, and then you can live your truth. And by living our truth, we can then help others repeat the same pattern. And what a beautiful, excuse me, beautiful world that would that would be. If we could all have that pattern of I love myself, therefore I will, you know, practice self-care and therefore I can live my truth and I can help others to do the same because I feel good. You have to feel your best so that you may have the energy and the resources to help others rise. I once heard this beautiful quote that said that the universe wants you to heal and to feel your best so that you can serve on the highest vibration possible. And when I first heard that, it really hit home for me. The universe wants you to feel your best in your body, your mind, and your spirit so that you can serve others on the highest vibration possible. Right? Isn't that beautiful? But up until this point, I just think that many of us are still stuck in this way of thinking or we're coming out of that way of thinking that, you know, we've looked at self-care in an outdated version. It's like we need to step it up. Like we're still in like 1.0 and we need to go into like 5.0 of what self-care really means. We need to update our, our systems here. We need to update our mindset. We need to make a shift happen so that we can make shift happen, so that we can truly up-level our life and our self-care. You know, we can't keep performing and living with this skewed version of what self-care is, this outdated version, which we know is, is just the tip of the iceberg. We know that it's so much more 
beyond that. So that was reason number two. Operating just from an old mindset of what self-care was or is. This leads me straight into reason number three. We need to know that self-care isn't selfish because concerning women, our place for a very long time in this patriarchal society has been to serve others and others alone. I am not the first person to tell you that. I know that if you listen to this podcast, you most likely listen to so many other beautiful podcasts that are all saying the same thing. One of my personal favorites is the Priestess podcast. And that's with Julie Parker. And she's always talking about this patriarchal society that we're coming out of. But we have now caught on that you cannot give from an empty cup. And I'm sure that you guys have heard that analogy before too. Because it's so true. I actually heard the most beautiful analogy from Coach Cara Vienna. I believe that's her name, and I will put her in the show notes. But she, I don't know when I heard this. It was quite some time ago, a couple years ago at this point, at least two. She said to imagine a teacup. And then above that teacup is a tiny teacup. And that that tiny teacup gets filled first. And that's your self-care cup. And once that is full, it naturally spills over into the bigger life cup below. And then that bigger cup overflows onto the saucer and out into the world. So you see, we truly cannot give from an empty cup. You have to fill up your tiny teacup of self-care, and then you can watch how big it gets. Isn't that the most simple, beautiful analogy ever? I love that. I still remember it. I still, it's been a while since I've thought about it, and I'm feeling grateful that this podcast has allowed me to think back to that beautiful analogy because, again, that's another one of those things that really stuck with me when I heard it, and I just kind of latched onto it, and I can come back to it when I need to. So I'm, I'm, I'm happy to share that with you guys now. So despite the fact that, you know, I'm talking about serving others, which sounds almost like counterintuitive to me saying, you know, well, society has always told us that we have to give and give and give to others and it's not about you and that women are just supposed to give to others and to serve and take care of people. I understand that can sound like I'm saying two different things. But it's about not taking care of others just to be a martyr but to take care of others because you want to and to only take care of others when you have first taken care of yourself. Okay, let's move on now to why I believe this topic of self-care is not selfish is so relevant right now. 
I was debating whether I wanted to talk about this, but I want to bring it up because I, I know that there are people in this world who may look at what I am doing or someone else who's doing something similar, light workers, whatever you want to call them, and think, well, gee, aren't they just so entitled? Aren't they just so fortunate that they can think about taking care of themselves and doing these beautiful, luxurious things for themselves or being able to afford to be a part of some type of membership or be able to afford to go to yoga classes or whatever it might be or to have the luxury to have the time to meditate for 15 minutes. I get that. I get that there are people who are going to judge others and think, well, isn't that great for you, but that's not how the rest of the world works. And they think that, quote unquote, light workers or people who choose to look to the light like many of you, that maybe they think you're naive or that you have your head in the clouds. And I do think that that is true I, of, you know, some people in this self-help world. I think most of us have probably met someone who we think is extremely naive or does have their head in the clouds and refuses to see the darkness or who refuses to either see the darkness around them and doesn't even look at it and ignores it or won't, you know, refuses to watch the news or, you know, doesn't want to look at the, at the darkness within themselves. I'm sure we've all encountered that before. But what I have to say to that is, Why are we shaming other people for taking care of themselves? It's one thing if someone is being genuinely ignorant and myopic, like total tunnel vision, and not willing to look around them or look within themselves to see the pain and the suffering and the darkness in the world. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying put on, you know, your blinders. But I also don't think that shaming people who are trying to focus on the light but still honor the dark, I don't think shaming them is the answer either. Maybe you've maybe you've had this thought too. It's just something I felt the need to bring up and maybe it's because someone I don't know, perhaps I've seen it and it's triggered something in me to think, you know, I'm running this self-care collective online membership and I have this product to help people go deeper within themselves and it's not like some $5 product. It's not crazy expensive, but it's 35 bucks. And, you know, I get it. Maybe not everyone can afford to be in a membership for 15 bucks a month or can afford a $35 card deck. But, you know, does that mean that I'm delusional or that this work doesn't count and it's not really meaningful? 
And I, I know the answer to that is no. I know that that's the answer. And I've just heard some talk lately from people within the self-help community. And it feels like they're shaming folks for taking care of themselves because others are suffering, especially other women who are suffering around the world. But why I wanted to get on here today and talk with you guys candidly is because, you know, as the leader here of the Self-Care Collective online membership and the creator behind the Journal Deck, which is a self-care product, I want to remind you that suffering does not take away others' suffering. Suffering does not take away suffering. Not taking care of yourself does not help others help you or help you help others. In fact, it really does the opposite. Because remember, you cannot give from an empty cup. If your mind, body, or spirit is not well, you cannot serve. And you certainly cannot serve on your highest vibration. And remember, the universe wants you to serve on the highest vibration possible. So when I take care of myself, and whenever you love yourself, we can truly love others and help them to our fullest abilities. You know, does that mean we are turning a blind eye to others' pain? Of course not. Of course not. But does it mean that if I radically take care of myself because I am fortunate enough to have the resources to do so, that I may turn around and help others rise, especially other women? Yes. The key is not to become a martyr for the sake of martyrdom or to shame others in embracing and shining their radiant light. But to practice self-care and then take action to help others find their joy. This can be in big ways like you're volunteering or you're donating or you're writing publications. Or maybe it's in small ways like raising awareness and talking before you teach your yoga class. Or donating a small percentage of profits from something. Or, you know, simply letting another woman, another person share their pain or their suffering with you with no intention to fix them. But just to listen. And to release judgments about who is suffering greater than you. About whose suffering is greater than another's. Because, heads up, suffering is not something to compare. Ah, I needed to get that off my chest. <laughs> So, yeah, if this is something that's 
you know, if anyone has made you feel like you had to dim your light because they're like thinking or maybe even they verbally said it to you, like, girl, you are just so not grounded, you have your head in the clouds, whatever it might be. You're so naive, you don't want to look at you don't want to look at the negative around the world, whatever it is. If someone has made you feel that way to the point that you felt like you had to dim your inner radiance or your happiness for someone else to feel comfortable, if you know that that is not true, that you are not just going around with your head up in the clouds all the time, just living in unicorn land. If you know that's not true, please, please, sister, do not dim your light. Do not stop practicing self-care. Do not stop loving yourself and shining as brightly as possible. Because you can be that candle that bright light that helps light another woman on fire. So right now, I want you to repeat after me. Let's first take a deep breath in. And a breath out. Self-care is not selfish. I cannot give from an empty cup. And I am not self-centered. I love myself in my center. Self-care is not selfish. I cannot give from an empty cup. And I am not self-centered. I love myself in my center. All right, guys. That is a wrap. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of the Self-Care Spotlight brought to you by the Journal Deck and our Self-Care Collective online membership, which is now enrolling new members for one week until February 11th, 2018. You can find details at thejournaldeck.com forward slash self-care collective. And if this podcast moved you in some way, I kindly ask you to rate and review it on iTunes so that we can continue our mission Your love and attention, as always, it means the world to me. Until next time, I am Melissa Cousins, signing off for the Journal Deck. Music by Lee Rosevere.